This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan in studio. We'll also hear from Don Wick. We'll hear from Tyler Donaldson, and we'll hear from Whitney Pittman. The agriculture community is in shock today with the passing of former USDA Undersecretary of Agriculture Bill Northey. Northey, who was 64, was a farmer in northwestern Iowa, former Iowa Secretary of Agriculture. Northey was president of the National Corn Growers Association nearly 30 years ago, one of the youngest individuals to serve in that role at that time. Two years ago, Northy was part of a forum at the Big Iron Farm Show hosted by the Red River Farm Network. The struggle in ag in general is there's fewer of us, and, and sometimes we just assume good things will happen, and they don't always happen. We need to be able to have a strong voice. We need to be able to make it, you know, make sure that people understand agriculture. We need to be bipartisan, um, and we need to be able to make sure that folks know what the right things are from the agriculture point of view. Northey was CEO for the Agribusiness Association of Iowa and was instrumental in the creation of the Midwest Council on Agriculture. Cause of death has not been announced. The Northern Corn and Soybean Expo underway at the Red River Valley Fairgrounds in West Fargo. North Dakota Soybean Council Executive Director Stephanie Sinner says new soybean demand is a bright spot for soybean production. Any new uh, marketing channel is big for our, for our farmers up here in North Dakota. As you know, we've, we've, we are experts at exporting whole soybeans, and we've been doing that very, very well for many, many years. So the opportunity to have um, a second, third, or fourth product line to show and showcase with our buyers from around the world just is, is a game changer for us. And so uh, it's exciting what they're bringing to to the state for soybeans, and we continue to see soybeans be really profitable for our farmers. And at the end of the day, that's what's important. Extra demand should bring better, bring better prices. Always when you can diversify what you have to, to sell, uh, diversify your risk, diversify your markets, uh, always a good help for that bottom line for our producers. Um, and, it, and it also helps bring our North Dakota producers and the PNW um, up a notch as well with, with the buyers that are looking for those products because now they can, they can get that out of the PNW. Fred River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman also at the Northern Corn and Soybean Expo. At the Northern Corn and Soybean Expo here in West Fargo at the Butler Arena Red River Valley Fairgrounds and talking with National Corn Growers Association Director of Public Policy Wade Stosko. Stealing kind of the questions from the audience, there were a couple that revolved around the decision between ARC and PLC, though the possibility of that not, you know, not having to make a decision early on in the season, you know, the deadline in March. Uh, talk a little bit about the details of, of that and maybe some of the hurdles there to, to get past that. Sure. Great plug right now to go into FSA and to sign up between ARC or PLC or ARC or PLC and also think about your crop insurance products and you know some of those are available if you're in the PLC program like the supplemental coverage option uh, but not for for ARC and things like the ECO are available for each so there are a lot of complicated decisions that you're trying to project what will the price of corn be throughout this growing season and even the marketing year thereafter um, so of course there's a, a kind of idea and, and wish that the programs and decisions would be more simple 
we would love that too. Um, but right now, there's a lot of conversation about improving both of those programs instead of rolling them into one. I think one of the challenges is if you combine the programs, the, the professional kind of accountants out in Washington, D.C., actually think the cost would rise on those products. Instead of you know, making it more simple and streamlined, they think would actually increase the, the cost. So that, that's a big hurdle to doing that. On the, the choice front, we've also seen a proposal from Senator Stabenow to say that there could be crop insurance improvements for those area-wide products if that grower were to not select ARC or PLC in any given year. You would still have access to those programs if you didn't make that choice. And it's something that we're evaluating. I know our commodity friends um, across the, the value chain are also looking at those types of proposals. You know, for a couple of years when those commodity programs weren't going to, to trigger, that may have been a good choice for some folks in the Corn Belt, but we're moving into a different price environment, so it would be an even harder choice um, going forward. So there's a lot of concepts around these these programs that that folks really need to take time to evaluate, not only what those existing choices are, but how to approach a farm bill where you could have fewer or, or more choices and, and let us know which one they would prefer. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us here today. Again, Wade Stosko joining us on the Red River Farm Network from West Fargo. I'm Whitney Pittman. Farmers expressing a more pessimistic perspective of their farm's current situation and future prospects in the January Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer. The uh, January barometer fell to a reading of 106, down eight points from December. Farmers expressed concern of lower commodity prices and lower farm income, leading to weaker overall financial conditions in 2024. Snow and some rain expected across the western northern plains beginning tomorrow and moving east through Friday. World Weather Incorporated expects three to six inches of snow in eastern Montana and northwestern and north central North Dakota. The uh, eastern North Dakota and western Minnesota can also expect a dusting to two inches of snow. Temperatures expected to drop back into the 20s and 30s by Friday. South America's weather continues to advertise scattered showers and thunderstorms for much of Brazil. World Weather Incorporated says the rains will cover central and northern Brazil through Sunday and then move into south central and southern Brazil next week. World Weather says Argentina will be dry today and tomorrow with greater shower activity returning on Thursday and continuing out through Monday. Temperatures expected to remain very hot through tomorrow with some extreme highs at 115 degrees. Temperatures will gradually trend cooler with highs by Monday in the 70s and 80s. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota will be well represented uh, represented in the leadership of the American Sugar Beet Growers Association in the year ahead. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick has more. Eight of Minnesota farmer Neil Rockstead will lead the American Sugar Beet Growers Association as its president in the year ahead. I uh, served two years as the vice president of the American Sugar Beet Growers Association and now I just got elected to be president. It's, it's a one-year term and a maximum of two years total. So I'm looking forward to that. We've kind of uh, worked my way up and gotten to know the industry and the, and the players and the people and I'm excited to represent the growers. 
hopefully we put a farm bill to bed during that time period. Well, I sure hope so. Uh, one that was supposed to be put to bed last year and didn't happen. And uh, I think we'll learn a lot these next couple of days about people's opinions on the timing of farm bill. But frankly, I don't think anybody really knows until until Congress gets their act together and moves on, on other important issues first. So as far as uh, uh, the sugar perspective going into this farm bill, there's, there's always uh, some amendments that uh, pop up. We know that. Uh, how confident are you as we move forward into this process? Well, I think we have a, a, a good product and an important food ingredient. Uh, we're an important part of agriculture, just like all of our other staple commodities in the Red River Valley and beyond. So I, I don't have any doubts that we will have a place in the Farm Bill along with all the other commodities. As far as opposition, that's always going to be there. Um, price competition for, for our products and, and there's always going to be some opposition, but I'm pretty confident that we're in a good place to overcome that. Another Minnesotan was elected Vice President of the American Sugar Beet Growers Association. Tim Deal also serves as Board Chair for the Mindac Farmers Cooperative. Our coverage of the American Sugar Beet Growers Association annual meeting made possible by Beta Seed, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and the Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers Association. I'm Don Wick reporting for the Red River Farm Network. Countryside Insurance has holding its farmers update today in Reynolds, North Dakota. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson is there. Speaking with Endon Director Daryl Richardson. Daryl, what's, uh, what's new with Endon going into 2024 here? Right now we're doing a lot of prep for the summer. Uh, we're installing at a minimum of 18 additional stations. I think it's going to end up being 20 or 21, uh, but 18 is for sure um, contracted. And then actually in 2025 we have 21 already um, contracted for next year. Plus uh, the Minnesota Department of Ag is going to start doing some installation of Endon stations too from some monies they got from the Minnesota legislature. And so they're hoping to do 10 or 15. And the good news is certainly not all of them, but I would say uh, several of them will actually be up in northwestern Minnesota because Endon does have some gaps and some of them will even be in the Red River Valley. So that'll be a bonus um, for the Minnesota side uh, this upcoming field season. You mentioned earlier about becoming the interim state climatologist for North Dakota. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, yeah, it's interim because it's a transitional period. Uh, very sad, um, Dr. Accuse, uh, Don Accuse passed away earlier in January and he was our state climatologist after a long battle with cancer. Um, so at least for now, um, those duties still have to be performed and taken over. Um, so I'll be interim for a while and then you know we'll see what happens after that. But that's just added on. I know a lot of people go, oh, you're not um, gonna run end on anymore. I go, no, no, um, I will always do that. Uh, but this is just uh, additional duties and responsibilities, which I was very happy to take on. And what's your forecast for 2024 here in the Red River Valley? If we're going to actually have a decent April this year, which we have had very few of really this century, this would be the year because a very high percentage of Aprils following strong El Ninos, not all of them, but close to all of them, ended up having a nice April. And not like it's going to be 82 and sunny and, and all that every month, but you know, just finishing above average in temperatures and kind of normal rainfall. The thing is, Aprils are a really dry month. We only, most of the Red River Valley only averages between one and one and a half inches from north to south. So it doesn't take much to get you to average in April. And with the high sun angle in April, you know, if you don't have snow on the ground, you tend to dry off very, very quickly. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate it. You're welcome. That was End On Director Daryl Richardson for the Red River Farm Network. I'm Tyler Donaldson. 
Agco reporting net sales of $14.4 billion for the past fiscal year, an increase of 14% from a year ago. In North America, sales were up 18%. High horsepower tractors, application equipment, and combines represented the largest increases. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. There's optimism for an early start to the planting season. Beta seed sales lead Jason Evenson says the sugar beet seed is on the way to the region. Well, we're uh, we're actively uh, shipping some seed into some markets now, and our uh, processing plant in Tangent, Oregon, is uh, really getting everything ready to go and coloring, treating, putting them in boxes, and shipping. Like I said, so. Just look at your planting dates and pay attention to that. You don't want to be too early, but you don't want to be too late either. It seems like we may be able to go in fairly early in some markets. Just have to watch that and ask your local agriculturist what the right decision should be for planting. Beta Seed has seen success with its CR Plus hybrids. A high percentage of our sales have been that. It's been a nice story to tell, helping growers uh, protect from Cercospora. Um, we'll continue to see that. Uh, on, deeper on the horizon would be Truvera, which would be the triple stack trait, will be available in, a, in the middle of the decade sometime. So it's going to be a staggered launch, but uh, we're excited to see how that will all take place. So um, the hands are, it's in the hands of, the, of regulators now, so the breeding work has been complete, but we're uh, kind of anxious to see how that will turn out. Comfrey, Minnesota farmer Jerry Hansen is a member of the Cattlemen's Beef Board where she serves on the Consumer Trust Committee. We're all volunteers on, this, on these committees and we do it because we believe in the industry, we believe in the checkoff and it's a lot of reading and you know since the age of Zoom and those kind of things we don't have to travel as much. We have lots of Zoom meetings or phone conversations and it's not only just deciding that but it's also the networking of the people that you are on the committees with. We're from all over the country. We're all different types of um, producers. Some are, you know, feedlots, some are cow-calf, some are, you know, um, importers, whatever it is. And so it's, it's a great group of people, and I've really appreciated being on it. Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour. We're seeing wheat in Minneapolis one to three higher. Winter wheats are trading four to five higher. Right now, corn's one to four cents lower, and soybeans are trading two to three cents higher. Uh, canola down a dollar ten a metric ton. Live cattle were uh, two to or three to four dollars higher, and the feeder cattle market uh, three seventy to four twenty higher. Lean hogs are down ninety five cents. Thanks for joining us this noon hour. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.